Hello and welcome to Motos and Friends. I'm Arthur Coldwells. In this episode, I get a chance to chat with Harry Gunnison and his friend John Cabral. John Cabral is the owner of the fastest Harley Davidson bagger in the country. These guys love to go drag racing. Harry Gunnison is the founder and owner of American Turbo Power. Over the last few decades, Harry has basically strapped a turbo onto just about any engine you can think of, and he loves to make big, big horsepower. So he knows what he's doing, and between him and John, they have created an absolutely amazing motorcycle. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Harry. How are you? Hey, hi, Arthur. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. And who's this? This is John Cabral, the owner of the bike, and uh, we've been involved in this bike for many years, and we keep on going. All right, well, pardon the interruption, but uh, hey, John, good. how are you? Good, good, thank good. you. Okay, good, pardon good. the interruption, but uh, please carry on working. We'll just, we just want to just chat to you while you're doing it. All right, thank you. That's a lot, a lot of money in that right there. <laughs> right. You wouldn't believe what we got in this bike. This bike's a lot of money, this bike. Well, this I think... Bike, of all I, the different rounds, I mean, we... We've proven all the different parts and all the different pieces and, you know, changing from one thing to the next thing. Like right now, we're doing another, you know, big, big money change on a clutch. Yeah, I mean, we're, about it. huh? You're telling we're talking. So to get any further, we have to go spend another $6,000 for a belt. You know, we're not, you know, $6,000 just to get a little further. And that's for the whole primary spot. There's no more primary chain and no more. So, so, so here we are. You know, well, okay. Well, I, just, so I just I just spent about six thousand on the one I got right now. <laughs> I mean, I got probably. I mean, I mean, and on that clutch change, and we did that with the last two years, but it helped us. It went from nine. It it went from nine. Uh, right here, from nine thirties to eight 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 eighties. Yeah, eight eighties, pretty fast. So you're running sub weight nine seconds, huh? Yeah, the weight. Well, Harry. Yeah, Harry. <laughs> Let's take weight off the bike. He's a master of that, taking the, the, the weight off bikes, that's for sure. Okay, well, let's, let's start at the beginning. So how did this happen, John? I mean, what, what how, happened to start? How did this get going? This how project? did the bike start getting How did you get involved in this? How did you start? Well, I met, I met Harry in 99. 99, I bought an Ultra Classic. I bought an Ultra Classic uh, bike. And I told my wife, if I'm going to buy that bike, can I get a turbo on it? <laughs> <laughs> so, and that, and happened, that happened to be the... Uh, the second year of fuel injection. And Harry already built the FXR and he's building carbureted, carbureted bikes like crazy already over here. And I didn't know him. So my friend went to Laughlin, to Laughlin over here, to the Laughlin in, in 2000, actually 99, I think it was 99 or 2001, one year. And he met Harry and he's, he brought home the brochure. So when he brought home the brochure, I seen it. I called him, he said, well, I've never done one. He says, shoot, I'll do one, you know, just, Give me some time on it. You give me some time, and you know I come down here and I have a big beard and long hair, ponytail, I mean, old country boy looking kind of. <laughs> and I met Harry back in '99, and he went at it, and, and it went, it went, it went on, uh, it went right on the magazine. The first, first bike, first time built it, right off the show, built it. Okay, so it was an ultra classic. Ultra, 1999 ultra classic. That's the picture back there. On the there way. is over here. It's over on the wall over there. It's okay. another bagger. All right. Bagger. And it, back in those days, I mean we. That bike, I mean, he bolted on you. That bike probably was making, oh, that was a twin cam 88, right, Harry? Yeah, it made something about 130 horse. I mean. Yeah, 130 horse right off the bolt on, right when he bolted it on. With with the turbo? 
Yeah. Okay. And he did. He made it a '95. You know, and he had Nigel Patrick. You know, his friends. And he already got a lot, a lot, a lot of popular people. A lot of people, you know, in the business of all for years. And um, yeah, we put that thing in, and we just changed the clutch in it. All we did is change the clutch in that bike. This is just starting that bike. Just, just getting to know him. So, I mean, <laughs> just get him. And then he, uh, he offered me to go with him to Daytona. In 2000, to bring it to the booth where he'd have advertising and stuff. Okay. But there, and I happened to find out there's a horsepower shootout. Well, me, I'm, I like to find everything to get my hands in. He, he so, was just a horsepower junkie. Yeah, I'm a horsepower. Any kind of car or hot rod there is. <laughs> so uh, just by changing the clutch, the bike went from 130 to 190. What? 130 to we 190. We're missing so much power through the clutch. Through the clutch. Boom! Clutch. All of a sudden, so we the picked clutch it up. Was slipping, slipping, all the time? yeah, all the time. The heavy, the bike's so heavy. How do you not just burn it out in like ten seconds? Well, you don't really notice because you don't you don't have the boost turned up as much. We're only running eight to ten oh. pounds. But when we turned the boost up, it was just walking through it. It never got past one thirty, one thirty. So we went. Ah, I think okay. we bought. You know, we're getting people are getting some Barnett. We might have bought a a, a Bandit at that time. Bandit I mean, machine. Yeah. Bandit helped us out right there, and we did a lot of changes. I mean, we started years we. We talk about changes. We went from that, and then Harry goes, "What are you doing?" I go, "I'm over to this horsepower shootout school." Uh, <laughs> it was called uh, I don't know AMF or Wild Tech. Wild Tech, Wild Tech horsepower shootout in Daytona, and these guys are making almost 200 horsepower. Well, here I am with Ultra Classic, getting real close to them <laughs> in the Unlimited class, and Harry goes, "So I take it out of the booth and go over there and come back and forth, and, and then and then Harry get to thinking, and he and he's so quiet, like right now, he just always mad. He goes thinking, we He's need to get thinking, some more fuel. We I think to... we could get more than 190 out of this. Well, get more fuel in it. So he went and found another another guy, and he found an ejector with four injectors. He found a throttle body to put four injectors. In the injectors. beginning of all this fuel, Back in the days. fuel system or injection, injection system, there was no aftermarket add-on fuel. So in the beginning, it's not like a carburetor. You're going to put another bigger jet in it. Sure. It's an injected motor. You're going to have a controller. And the only way at the time was an add-on secondary piggyback injector. Right, the dyno so, jet or what have you. Well, that was in the tuning part, but you actually literally had to have more spraying going on in the nozzles. Oh. So you couldn't do it with the stock injector, so you added two more. So in order to do that, you had to have something driving it. Stock mm. ECM couldn't drive those. Sure. So programmed. we had to have... for four injectors. We had to have a secondary... Uh, plumbing coming into injectors and something controlling it activated by boost. I mean, this was very primitive at the time. We but it started as soon as it saw more fuel, it starts responding. And is that something you designed or it was already... There was, there was a company out there making injectors, so we adapted parts to the bike and made it work. Okay. So what? So with the big injectors, what did it go up to? Well, it already made up like the 200 and something, 222. The bike ended up making 240 horse. After a couple more changes on it, but we go with the injectors. So you know, once they said, so we went for from you know Harry just building a customer bike to Harry being Harry's right here showing bikes to oh Harry let's do more. And meanwhile, while, while that bike was being built, I went out and bought a Screaming Eagle two thousand two, and guess what? That one came right in right behind it, and we put the turbo on that one right behind it, right behind it. The two thousand two, so, like two years apart, three years apart. So what sort of boost pressure were you running to, to get to your 240 horsepower? Well, we've turned it up uh, 18, 20, 22 pounds of boost. Whatever it took at that point, 
that you want to increase it to where you think the motor will hold up. And if there's competition out there, you got to go out there and crank it up. Yeah. You know? But so you basically hadn't done anything to the motor. You just simply bolted no, on a turbo. No, it, it, was a, it was a built piston motor. Yeah. We, okay. didn't, we didn't do crank at the time. Yeah, we didn't, well, the crank we didn't even have rods and cranks no. available at the time that was withstand that. I mean, we were using stock cranks. So it was still a basic Harley motor. Yeah, with, with bigger with, bore, with better right. pistons, and ported heads, you know, heads. All the top end stuff that you could normally do. But we're talking 2000. You know, right. we're making 200 horse in 2000. Okay. That's a lot. And that bike went 10 seconds. That bagger went 10 seconds in 2000. Wow. That thing went 10 seconds in 2000. Wow. That bagger did. 860 pounds. In Palmdale, of all places, too, at a higher altitude, that bike did. So, so now you're, you're on board the horsepower train. <laughs> you're like, well, it's just like, <laughs> now you're like, so now you've got bit well, by the bike. And it's the best vacation. I mean, he invited me to bike week so i get my pickup truck and i get my wife and we haul butt and we do the whole four days there four days back travel plus 10 days 18 days back my pickup truck and i mean and so here we are and we did the daytona and we learned a lot about it and it was fun it just what i mean seven hundred thousand people and seen all and people are just I mean, we're talking 2000 people right. are starting to come on and start building stuff I and mean, we already we're building power we already got pretty much good power already <laughs> right you know so so then we go into, so we get, get that on order. So Harry's next bike event is Laughlin, where my friends met him a year ago before that. And so he invited me to Laughlin. He invites me over to Laughlin. So we go to Laughlin and, God, I don't know, that year, 2001. Oh, Harry, God. So you weren't, so you st weren't still formally racing yet. You were just entering horsepower shootouts yeah. and, yeah. I mean, and just occasionally running it on the drag strip to see what the, what the times were. His involvement in drag racing started about 2003 or four when, or four, when yeah. he first bought the... We bought the Buell, I think. Did we do the Buell first? We did the Buell and then you bought the Destroyers. Yeah. Well, Harry, we took a Buell, so Harry heard it, so we're going... We, we, got, we get the AHDRA, All Harley Drag Race Association. So, and Harry loves top fuel, and he's a breathing guy. I mean, he, there's so much background. If you just background's way, way background right. of all the stuff right here. You can see Slick 50 over there. He's a chief, 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 chief mechanic right there, crew chief for that. So, he's a master, master, and I'm getting to know him. He's just awesome. And we're taking, we're doing booths, and that was, um. so we ended up going, and I don't know, our first race somewhere. We might have did a Vegas race right there, but we built, he built a 2000, Two Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt Buell. The Thunderbolt Buell, okay. like the kind of right there. Sure. And we, we stretched it. We built a motor and turbo. And I ran that in a 10-second class. Wow. And that's what we ran. That's the bike I ran, the 10-second class with that bike. Nice. Right? And he and he loved it. He, we, we changed cams on the line. I mean, any kind of part there was. A little bitty motor. We're trying to make him go with so big, a big guy on it. Basically a sportster motor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a big, I'm 240. I'm not a small guy, so so we run that for many years, and we do the whole circuit. And, and he's top. I mean, just breathing that top fuel, and we get to watch all this stuff. Meanwhile, he's got his Epic SR, and his these all these other bikes are coming out. All these Hibusas are coming out, and he's building tons of Hibusas. He's building Busa turbos like crazy, and all. Of, I mean, right off the bat, right up built, and people bring right to him, brand spanking new. He had a couple Ruth and what's the name of the two brand new bikes or something. Yeah, the one that was there yesterday, the, the blue turbo bike that right. was parked next to the restaurant. Daryl, the buddy that was riding with me, that was one of my builds. Uh, sure. 
You might have seen that couple that she passed away, Ruth. Oh, Ruth. Mark and Ruth, bullheaded guy and yeah. skinny girl. Right, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, she passed sad. away. Yeah, that was her bike. Oh. I bought that bike and built it again. Yeah. Right, and, and you've done a couple of the X14s as well. I know you normally yeah, turn up and run on that one. Yeah. So okay, so fast forward. So so what? How would how did you get started on this bike? Well, you heard so, about like the new bagger class or whatever. Well, so I'm really, really this is going to give Renell a little pep. My buddy Renell, Fast Black. Fast Black, he'll love to hear this, but... Um, so, so Renel, we're, we're, what is Fast Black? He's, he's black, black guy. Oh, black guy, they call him Fast, fast black. black. Oh, okay. At Oakland, but he, he's the one that did it. He's the one really, really, he's the one that really called these guys out and put this together because... Street uh, Racer. Street know, Racer. Street Racer with baggers. Yeah. And that kind of generated the class. Yeah. And, oh, how cool. He went to... So, we, me, me, me and Harry racing... HDRA and all this stuff with the street rides and all that stuff. We ranked all kinds. I mean, we won a lot of stuff. He's won a championship on the HDRA Destroyer. Yeah. Okay. Whole year. He he went to every race every in the race. country. Every one of them. And, and what a beautiful he, vacation. He won the championship. Yeah. And Harry there with me and right. Bort. Because why she not to work on much? And he's like, give me something to work on. Those were simple <laughs> days. Those bikes, you just put gas in there and go. He like, I mean, he has to. And this thing's this thing's a masterpiece for him. So oh sure, he likes it. So fast black Rennell, Rennell challenged the guys in Atlanta to a drag race. He said, "Come on!" And he said, "Well, I'll be out there, go out there." And they go to Atlanta and they go out there and start drag racing on the street. Well, then the guys that get they got a little trouble. Rennell, Rennell got a little trouble in Oakland, a little trouble, and they all got kicked off the streets, kind of. And so they put the, the first race together out there, out there, and it happened to be probably maybe, maybe just about maybe five years ago. And he won the belt. Him and his white boy Kurt. I'm um, Kurt's gonna love to hear the white boy Kurt. He won it. Two guys they took out of, out of Oakland. They went up there to whip those guys back east, and they were beating them pretty good. So Rennell said, "Johnny, you need to get involved with this. You need to get involved with this." And then, and then they're all kind of think my bike wasn't gonna run. And I said, "You guys don't have a clue who I got." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let, let him figure it out. So, so basically, I just started taking it, took it apart. It was stock. I'd get out there run tens and. What sort, of, what sort of bikes are they running? They're running... The same Har bikes. Harley, oh, same thing. They're, they're, all, baggers. Baggers. they're all baggers. All right, Big yeah. inch motors, usually. Okay. They're aspirated. Yeah. 140, 150. Not so much 150, but 130, 140 inch big motors that are on injection or carbide or nitrous. Okay. Nobody really had a turbo one going until we did it. <laughs> now... Now they all realize the the fast guys in this class. They all have to have turbos, otherwise they can't keep up. They're half a second or better slower. Sure. In, in that exactly. So. Okay, so you got yourself this bike. Oh. And. Well, we're testing, and meanwhile we got Augie, so we put Augustine on Augustine and Herrera. He's our rider now. Since right. we made a commitment, Harry, we were riding two classes. I was riding Pro Street, and Augie was riding um, um, Outlaw, right? Outlaw. Yeah, and we come to Harry said, "John, I can't. We can't do both. We're changing rockets. We're changing this between. It's too hard." So I said, "Okay, I'll come off it. I'll come off it. I'll come off it." And that's hard because I love. Right. I mean, but I all the time I was over here, I was testing it, testing it, and I'd bring it over here, and then Augie get on, and Augie would do some good things with it, and then Harry would take it apart. Harry, one day he took it apart, and it lost like eighty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> 80 pound diet. I mean, because he, we went to a drag race. He looked at this bike. He goes, That's legal. 
I said, look at this bike, it looked like a piece of junk and it will just tore apart. And Harry says, oh, I'm gonna make mine look nice and make custom pieces. And I remember Harry told us that when he took off the, when he took off the fairing, I think. Yeah. He I, took the fairing off, that saved, what was it, oh, like yeah. 60 pounds or that something. That and the fuel tank, you know, stuff there. Yeah. But then he custom made stuff and the rules and every time we turn around, these guys are making their own it's rules. Just like these bags, you see these bags, how narrow they are? Right. Look at the bags, how big they are. Sure. How much we reduced them. Nobody has bags like this. Yeah, that was kind of the first thing I noticed, actually. This is that's a rare, rare. That is one masterpiece. That is a gold mine, those bags, because they could go on FXR, they could go on Dyna, they could go on Sports Bike. If someone really made these bags right now, went out, and we, we'll, we'll talk about that part later, but we get this sure. on the market right here. These bags are really the best. I mean, they are sure. something else. Sure. So you So you've got the bike. And it's still got the stock Harley it's weighing, motor. It's weighing 850. So it was weighing 850. You know, and, and then we're trying to carry, you know, it went 930s, 930s. We went in all, went in all kinds of races. Fast black, beating fast, fast black, whipping fast black like crazy. <laughs> you could be racing again. And we're going 930s, all you 930s. So then one day, Harry just, uh, we went to a race, race back east. And we seen this bike all tore apart. So Harry took the fairing off, lost it. Pull the bike out. It don't even go 890s. It goes 880s. It went out. It went from a 930 to an 887 with the clutch, with the new clutch design, with that, with the, um, with the MTC clutch and what's his name's clutch? Harry. Um, the evolution. Evolutions. Evolutions. Uh, the guy so it's like a lockup clutch kind of thing. Yeah, and evolution takes care of us all, all the stuff right there, and they're really good right. to us. So and, basically, uh, that and just pulling, we're talking half a second and pulling what? And wait. Hundred and how many pounds off it? Uh, total, we went from 870 down to 760. We're down to six something now. No, we're down to six. Right now we're down to six, 650. Yeah, but at that time, yeah. We're almost down over 200 pounds. So over 200 pounds, but at that stage you were down by a little over 100. Yes, sir. Yeah. So just yeah. down by a little over 100 pounds, and, that, and you went from a 930 to an 880? 8.8? To an 887, 8.87 Sacramento, terrible track, 80 Sacramento, and 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 still not having a computer. Uh, what we so call you're it, so you're into the eights, and all you've done is basically take a hundred pounds off the bike and the clutch work. Yeah. And the clutch. That, was, that was it. The, the first initial weight drop on the bike was about sixty pounds. The first things that I've done, foot pegs, floorboards, you know, a lot of the heavy steel stuff that came off, sixty pounds made the bike go from a 930 to an 870 area. We dropped wow. a half a second just about. Wow. That's impressive. It's, it's so you're been, into the eights by now, and you've still got so the, the fast, stock motor, but with, with, not stock motor, but a, a built motor with yeah, well, you know, we, heavily we, turboed. During this time, back in 15, we buy the 155 R&R motor. And because okay. we've been through different motors, and it's just, we, Harry, Harry said, we need to try this guy's company motor. And believe it or not, I could, the pistons are in this box. Five years, five years. Over 300 runs. Over 300 runs, pistons. one set of pistons. Wow. One set of pistons, just put, just put, just tore it apart. Just down. And this is a company called R&R? R&R yeah. Engines in uh, New Hampshire. Yeah. And it's all, it's all billet, obviously. No. All right, the whole well, motor is from them. Yeah. Billet cases. I'm sorry. And uh, it's got- The cast, the, cast. the fan came on. The cast. the cast cylinders, it has cast steel cylinders. They're not aluminum. Wow. So they're really heavy and they're very stable. They're very sturdy, 14 pounds a piece each cylinder. 
which is probably twenty eight pounds back on the bike. Yeah, ten, ten. Well, we had the motor ready, so the, we had this it in the engine. Bike. This engine overall is probably forty pounds heavier than any other bikes out there. Wow! Because of the way it's built, it's humongous. But what sort of boost pressure can you run on it now? We've run up to twenty eight, and those pistons have still survived in it. And we can probably run over 30 if we had to. That's amazing. We've never really pushed that motor when it was on gasoline to its limit. Obviously, because pistons are not hurt. That's your yeah. That's burning the, point. You know, right. if, if you burn a piston, you know you're pushing it. So it's May 305, 310 with gasoline. We've never ran it at that level after the dyno. It's always been running. As fast as it's gone, 839 or 838, it's never gotten, we've never turned it up to its max, max capacity. So now we're into alcohol, so it's a whole new. So, so now, we, so we, now yeah. we actually went from the 8, 8, 887, so we get back east, and there's a guy running 860s. He's always calling us out. And then tell him what the bike's doing here, because he don't know 100% out there what the bike's doing. Might did something. It might have laid over on us or did something. Now we got Augustine helping us. He's he's good. He's very good at it. And now we have a standalone computer here. We call it a standalone. We have a standalone computer in, and that is from Max Max Computer, and that changed the whole ball game. I mean, we went from okay. So so where so where where where, where from were the eight seven from the eight seventies. Right. Then we couldn't get no more further because we were using the boost controller, a boost controller, and that was it. Okay. No, no field, no field changing. No. What, field what's changing. a what's a boost controller? Well, it's an electronic controller that um, ramps the wastegate, so it gives you different levels of boost every time you shift or under time bases. After you let the clutch out, the wastegate that controls your boost is fluctuates, open and closed, regulating your boost level where when you start out you don't want a lot of boost so you don't wheelie and it ramps up and gets higher and higher. Oh I see. I see. So it's basically a variable boost controller. Right. Essentially. Yeah, it's going for our first year we had five, ten pounds, second year we got fifteen. Right. Third we keep moving and moving and moving up. But that's why we had no fuel adjustments. Right. And Augie said we we're not gonna get no further. So we sent it out and we got the max computer and then boom here we are when we come up and we go, we drop a whole other second. We go from 70s to 30s, the 30s. Wow. So 70s to 30s, just with the max. And you know, and then we became the fastest bike because the bike out there at that time, at that time was 860. So we went out there and broke that record at that time. You know, it was, it was, it was 839. The fuel management is the key to any of these classes of boosted races. You know, any, any car today that you see on TV, that's got boost control, I mean, a boosted motor that's turbocharged. It has to have an electronic, you know, ECU system. And the systems they have now are infinite in how much they can control. Timing, RPM, two-step, rev limiters, and exhaust temperature, richening, leaning cylinders. It's all done through a microprocessor. Okay. You've seen street outlaws are on top of their car with their computer? Sure. That's so all they're doing. It's just I have changing. Augie comes in, and like he shuts it off at the end. Harry comes back, pushes it back. He plugs in, and he sees from the time he starts it 
He sees from the time he starts it to the time uh, he makes his run, and he can see what he did. See what he does on there. Right there, but um, you get okay there. Anyway, it's this, it's this one. Yeah, that, that's uh, okay. So now you're down to what? What's 30, 30. Eight, eight point threes? Eight threes, yeah, eight threes right there. That is moving. That's yeah. unbelievable. Eight thirties and 169 mile an hour yeah. in a quarter. Holy crap. So, so you keep talking about Augie, and this is Augustine Herrera? Yes. Yeah. Okay, what's what's his uh, history? I mean, Ooh. why? why? <laughs> he's got okay. his history. Okay, well, he's got all right, so, but, he's but, got so he's, a, he's a friend of yours, and he's a... Real he's good. a friend of mine. Uh, he's a pro, pro racer. He's obviously got to be He's raced uh, from the days of dirt bikes all the way to uh, uh, street bikes, pro street, or any of the non wheelie bar classes, and he's raced uh, like a funny bike class with a big tire nitrous bikes. Okay. So so he so he knows what he's doing. Okay. So that definitely that probably helps with the times too. Well, he he's gonna he's good thing he's he, you know he knows mechanicals of the bike. So if the bike's out doing, you gotta ride on the bike and you ride the bike and come back and tell you anything. Then you you're not gonna know anything. Well, but I just say he's doing this. So Harry look at something, look it over, and, and then they'll get to talking and make the decision what it is. Hey, it could be this, and maybe they'll have to go back the other way. But when you got both people working together. You know, working together and, and communicating which way right. you really know. You know, you get a lot more out of it. You, you get could, just ride your bike. You don't. You could have a rider, but you could have somebody like him that's a rider that understands what's going on mechanically. Right. And he knows the tuning part of it. So the input and you know, as things happen down there, if he doesn't feel it's correct, he knows when to back out of the throttle. Sure. He knows to come back and let me know what. He felt what was wrong, or you know, or what I hear, I tell him, you know, from the starting line by listening. He, at the time, he lived here, you know, right. he's uh, from Montebello area, but now he's moved to uh, Indiana. Right. He's got a shop there, and they do dyno work. His son uh, has become a very uh, knowledgeable in the computers, and he does all the max ECU tuning. Okay. And a lot of times we'll be on the phone with him when Augie gets off the bike and hook up to the computer and he'll be talking to his son and they'll he'll make a change on the bike from Indiana okay right so 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 that sort of to, sort of takes us up to where we finished the last story so now the next stage that you guys have gone to is what well, alcohol, alcohol. alcohol yeah. So what is and that? a lot of more changes on the bike too. <clears throat> okay, so what are some of the changes on the bike before we get into the alcohol? We've gone to uh, uh, a large set of injectors. These injectors that are on this bike are, um, they're capable of flowing like eight times the fuel as the gasoline injectors. A huge, humongous injector that you can scale it down and it, but the maximum capacity of it is tremendous. So you basically just plug the hose pipe onto it. it, it it's got <laughs> it's the number six line. line. Okay. The number six line they could get is. All it's the huge. fuel lines had to be alcohol compatible. So all these are Teflon coated lines. All the fuel system had to be changed. So it doesn't burn up all the seals and all of that stuff? Yeah, it doesn't dry out and rot it. Right. Uh, different fuel pump. The fuel uh, pump must 
the flow of that thing must be unbelievable. Yeah, it flows 140 gallons an hour, I think. It's what it is now. It's a big pump. And the gas tank got changed. You can't see it, but you go underneath. It's, it's a three-gallon tank now instead of a one-gallon. And you're burning three gallons in one, one run? No, it'll burn probably close to a gallon, a little less than a gallon. We all, we all agreed to make, run. we made some rules at the last race in Mississippi that we did to go win in Mississippi last year. We all made rules that we had a one gallon tank, one and a half gallon tank, no one liked it. So we put a minimum of three gallon tank on it. Okay. Our length can't be no more than 70 inches. Okay. 70 oh. inches. And still no, no wheelie and then, so Harry, yeah, no wheelie right. So Harry did all this. So the front end, all the triple trees came off. This bike had seven degree rake before. And we pulled all the front end back, took all the distance, the wheelbase off the front end, pulled the wheel really close, and we added three and a half inches. What we lost here, we added it to the back. So essentially what you've done is you move the motor forward. Right. So okay. it makes the weight transfer. The, the bike's so much more heavy in the front end keeps it from wheeling. Yeah, that's a little counterintuitive, isn't it? Because you would have thought that the longer the front end is, the more, more likely it's, yeah. the lower it's going to be, but that's, that's not true. It also has an a extended swing arm now, which is 10 inches over, and it's a billet swing arm, not an extrusion. It's a, a billet CNC'd swing arm. Right, okay. So obviously the, the $80,000 question is, is you're now running alcohol, have you, you've now had one, just won a race, didn't you, doing it? With the, with the new combination, we've started it, put it in the trailer, went to a Steve Johnson racing in Alabama, a friend of mine. So we dynoed it over there, switched it over to alcohol. On a computer, you just tell the computer, now it's on C85, and it changes its parameters. And so we ran it, it uh, made 345. 345 yeah. horsepower. On a moderate boost, not on high boost. What do you consider low boost? Like 22 pounds. 22. So it will probably make 400 when it reaches 30 pounds of boost. Wow. So now the issue is we're tearing up primary chains because it's just yanking the hell out of that chain. It's a stock two-row chain. So what are you going to do about that? Well, that's what we're thinking about going. The next step is the open four-inch open belt drive. It's a 12 millimeter uh, belt drive. And the, and the clutch is still holding up? Clutch is barely holding okay, up. Okay, so that's gonna be so the, the one. Clutch is another issue. That yeah. the, the primary comes with its own clutch. It's a bigger diameter clutch plates. So that's all gonna be changed to a, a new combination. Okay. It's all learned for me, so whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, it sounds like you're right on the cutting edge. Stuff. So, so, so what about what about gearbox? How do you? It, <laughs> it has it has the best of the transmissions you can buy. It's got a billet transmission in it. It's like okay. thirty-eight hundred, four thousand dollar transmission. But they have okay. some weak points. They it's have got, points. It's got um, all straight cut gears in it. They're not helical cut. But do you start in first gear because you've then got to go through the gate into second. So, which must must take time. Wouldn't it be better if you had neutral up at, say, the top? The, I don't think that really matters. It doesn't? It, no. no it, the shift kill time is the same for all the gears. So the shifting drum, as fast and hard as it pulls on that, the ram, the cylinder, 
doesn't spend any more time between first to second as it does from second to third. You don't tell the difference. You know, we're trying to, you know, we, we know we can go faster. It's just going to take, you know, different piece of equipment and technology and Augie and Harry. You well, keep stuff. going. You know, you, you keep sure. adding, take sure. weight off. You got to do this. You got to do something in the clutch. Are you getting to the point where you're having to start designing components and developing stuff? Well, a lot of the things were like in this clutch. We were the first ones that came up with the idea of using it's got a Hayabusa clutch basket in it and a Hayabusa uh, lockup arms so the cover had to be made for it nobody had a cover so we ended up making our own cover now they have covers for sale and we were the first Harry is a master of making stuff too I mean, he, he does know and you know pieces, the stuff. exhaust system most guys use and we scratch our heads when we look at their stuff and we think how are these guys getting down the track with it the parts that they use and a part like this, this is a stainless, this is a, all these wells, these are very thick, look how heavy this is. This that, looks is like, a, that looks like tie, but obviously it isn't. But. It's, no, it's all 308 stainless. I mean, the quality of the wells, the quality of how these things are put together, these have to be purge welded with gas inside of them. They close these up, they put gas in it when they weld so it doesn't burn on the inside. And that's a specially done weld. And you look at some of these guys, they're welding with regular wire welder and their stuff is breaking apart. We've been down that road. We know what holds what doesn't hold. Right. And that's what it takes to keep something together. And we still break stuff. Oh, I'm sure. Little, little things you learn. I guess if, if stuff doesn't break occasionally, you travel, you're not trying hard. You travel 2,000, because our races are that way, 2,000 miles, and you get a little stumble or something and... You're there, back there. What are you going to do? So we try to work with what we got, you know. And For sure. We, we've had things happen. We've had things happen. You sure. know, 2,000 miles down and, and yeah. there goes that race day. So so what? What's? do you have a target, a target time? Okay. What, what, are you, what are you now running on, on alcohol? The best we ran was on 830s. So it's 830s, but that's not that's before the alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah so, you haven't yet, so you haven't yet run it with alcohol on Well, we alcohol. have, but we had a issue with a piston still skirt okay. scuffing so okay. it's getting new pistons made for it so it'll go back out and our goal is to go south and we have enough power to do it we have enough power to do it we just got to get the everything working correct what terminal speed are you going to be doing in a seven probably in the mid 175 175 to 180. and it's, it's got the power to push it it just how does how does augie hang on to that it's fun. <laughs> fun. He's been on faster stuff, so yeah. it is really. So I guess to him, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, his son, they think they've been 2 something, 2 his, his son two on a something. Pro Street Busa. No bar. Uh, no bar uh, with nitrous. Uh, I think it's a 1600cc motor. Has gone 666. 206. He's the fastest. Aspirated boost out in the country. Everything else is turbo that goes faster even. But he's the fastest aspirated one yeah. with a nitrous. Wow. That is freaking awesome. So when's uh, when's the next meeting then? I don't know. We race? gotta wait for parts. I mean there's we're waiting on pistons. We'll just wait for pistons and we'll call it, you know. It's gonna be somewhere probably May, probably May. Okay. We'll pick we'll just pick wherever we go. But we want some time. We want three or four days with Augie alone at the problem the we track. have is Everything is out there. 
I'm out here, he's here, and now he's going to be back east also. But we don't have enough time to run back and forth to test, actually go to a track without a race event and test. When we do go to a race, we're actually a day or two before we show up there trying to run and make a test run to figure things out. And the next day we got a race and you hope that you don't break anything. Sure. It's a whole different frame of mind when you're not under pressure, you're just testing. If you were two, three weeks before the race, we just haven't been able to do that. Now where he's at, where he moved, he's close to all those races, it'll be more possible. I just have to camp out in his driveway with yeah. my motorhome. We, we got a place out there, so Augie's not far. The tracks are there, and we hope that. Yeah, he's we, close to Augie now in yeah, Indiana. So okay. We'll be able to do a lot more races. We'll pick and choose the ones we want, but we'll also get to go to Augie Works events. And so we could go to the events, car events, and we can run our bike and test yeah, he's a, and go. He's an official, and he does uh, teching at NM, NMCA events, National Muscle Car Associations. He works for them. So are there any rules or are other rules changing? Well, like I said, they, the different tracks set their own rules. So we want to race pro street. What it means by pro street is license plate, fuel tank, and sometimes we do a, we'll do a five-mile ride. It means you're going to fire it up and ride your bike. You're not going to come up here and start it with a, with a Hans cart and stuff like that because they do have an outlaw class. Well, we're so fast that we can run an outlaw class. We can run both. And that's what's nice about the rules. And the, yes, the organization that puts this together, Hogs Gone Wild, it's called, he's kind of trying to please everybody in the, all these guys that show up to race too. So he's trying to bend each direction so he can get more people to come in to race. So this year they put you know, a rule of having a three gallon tank and the wheelbase has to be no no more than 70 inch so some of the rules and everybody adheres to amazing all right so what's the what's the final goal you're just going to just keep going till something explodes give her this coronavirus and let's enjoy life let's all get our smile back let's all get our smile back and enjoy this goal go enjoy life and the thing is he's his attitude is very positive you know there is no uh we don't ever put anybody down. We, no. we work together and we get this thing to, you know, if something breaks, we start over, yeah. you know. Sounds and it's a, it's a, we're not under anybody's pressure. He puts the money up, it's our effort, and we go race.